Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here, as always, with my brother, Jordan. Yes, sir. And today we are covering Expanse after the Battle of Ganymede, Season 2, Episodes, what is it, 7 to 10? Yes. I, it was my mistake. I think last time I had said that we were going to finish out the season, but I did specify a 7 to 10. But, yeah, it um, 7 to 10 is not the um you know, the ending of the season. There are still, I believe, three episodes left of season two. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I thought so as well. Yeah, so th- uh, that was my mistake, Um, which, I mean, it's a good thing. There's uh, That just means there's more expanse to be had. And, man, okay, Um, I'll be honest with you. When I'm re-watching this show, like, it's starting to, cl- like, it's already a top three favorite show mm-hmm. of all time for me, right? Expanse. Mm-hmm. When I'm rewatching this, it's just, and especially now that I'm having to put in even more concerted effort to look out for details uh, for the sake of the podcast, um, I'm just enjoying it a lot more. And it's, um, I feel like it's going to start battling for maybe tying first and second spot for my favorite TV show of all time, honestly. Oh, I, I don't even I don't even know. I I'd have to think about that for a while before I gave you an answer on my favorites. <laughs> no, and that's fine. And to be honest with you, when it comes to like, you know, naming off favorite like you know, TV show, anime, book, movie, like there's so much out there and it, I don't know if I could just name one, but with TV shows, I I think I can pretty handily name like a solid 3, and that being of course Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, Expanse. But Oh, so no so 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 no anime. That's this is just actual TV yeah, show live action. action. Yeah, okay. Live action show. Um if we throw an anime, I don't know yeah. if that list changes too much to be honest with you. Because if if we include Avatar Last Airbender as far as anime, then I think Avatar Last Airbender is my favorite anime of all time. Uh-huh. If we don't include Last Airbender in anime, uh then you know you got Attack on Titan, Full Metal Alchemist and IQ. Uh, yep. But if we include, you know, TV shows, include all TV shows, anime and animation, like Last Airbender included, I don't know if my list of Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, and Expanse is going to be shifted at all. Yeah, so um, let's let's not do anime. And, you know, I still couldn't give you an answer. Like, seriously, I, I don't know if I've ever actually sat down and thought about it. I mean, I would have to say... Obviously, Game of Thrones, Witcher, and The Expanse are all in the mix Ooh, there. But okay, okay, nice, I, nice Witcher. I don't um, know. Okay, I don't know. So, have you seen Breaking Bad? <clears throat> yes, I have seen Breaking Bad, and I like Breaking Bad for what it is, and I respect it. Fair. No, 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 that's fair. But um, I, I just don't want to watch some dude in his underwear and baldness <laughs> run around with his dinky hanging out, blowing up people with coke or not coke, meth. But um, you know. Like I do, I think Breaking Bad is a masterpiece of a show. Yes, I, I respect kind of agree it. With you, that I respect it, and it is again in my top three favorite shows of all time. But and I think on a um, objective level, it is objectively better than Game of Thrones and Expanse. But I mean, I even think it doesn't won't Data show like? Couldn't you see that on Data? Like I'm pretty sure Breaking Bad. Data wise, too, is probably oh, yeah, over pop, Game of yeah, Thrones. Uh, like popularity, wise. popularity wise, yeah, it's. But when I'm saying objectively, I mean like you know when you're analyzing everything from plot development, character development, um, you know, cinematography, directing, right. acting, everything, um, you know, like. And but I, for me, I'm me being such a big fantasy and sci-fi like nut. 
Mm-hmm. I, I just, for me, even with the bad ending of Game of Thrones, I just still end up having to give the edge of Game of Thrones over Breaking Bad for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because subjectively, and that's all that matters to me, right? Like, I don't care about popularity. I don't care about objectivity, which, in and when it comes to subjectively, like, what I enjoy more. If I had to make my ranking subjective, that's 100% subjective, right? Right. For me, Game of Thrones over Breaking Bad. And to be honest, expand, like, I pr- used to put... Um, uh, Breaking Bad over Expanse, but now mm-hmm. that I'm rewatching it with you and just really sitting here and actually spending time to actually, you know, go through it and look at details, foreshadowing, and all that stuff. I think I like Expanse more. Um, subjectively speaking, of course. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead. Oh, and... Sorry. No, no, you're good. Uh, so oh, sorry. Cool. I'm sneezing. Oh my gosh. Oh man, I was like, why oh, did you say sorry in the first time? I didn't even hear you uh, sneeze. So. <sighs> I'm glad that I guess your mic didn't pick up on that at all. And I turned away the second time. I don't know either way. But yeah, we're we're we're, we're gonna get into chapter seven or not chapter episode <laughs> seven. Chapter seven. I'm in reading. Come uh-huh. on now. Um, the seventh man. Uh oh. I don't know what that means. Oops. Yeah, we do though. <laughs> <laughs> so like Bobby. I don't know if I like calling her Bobby. What about I- Draper? I mean, that seems better, Bobby, but like, Bobby, hey, Bobby, but, uh, we pretty much this, this first episode is starting out with, um, her recall of the blue man. So blue man. Yeah. we have to talk about that. <laughs> now, obviously we're going to go into it a little bit more in depth, but Obviously, the evolution of the proto-molecule is uh, a little bit further than we thought it was. Just, I mean, obviously, you have to connect the two in this. Like, just watching this episode as a standalone, Mm -hmm. you have to connect it. Like, there's no way that it would make any other sense that something happened between the past few episodes and when they last saw the molecule to now where it has a, a human or whatever you want to call it, body. Um, so we go, it's called psychiatric focus recall treatment. Yeah. I, had to, I had to look that up. It's because... basically like, it's a, it's, you know, when I first saw it, I was thinking, okay, so this is like a form of interrogation, but it's, it's not, it's more so like. Alternating brain waves so you can recall things better. Yeah. It's, it's a way of like, um, and it, to be honest, something like that kind of exists today in some form of mental therapy as well, right? Like they shock you. Know, you. Like sometimes you, <laughs> huh? yeah, they they, shock. I'm just, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, you know they, um, they'll. There's sometimes people have suppressed memories, right, that they don't want to think about. So to help, but you know, you, just because it's suppressed doesn't mean that you're not still affected from it. So sometimes people forget that certain things even happen, and then you know psychiatrists or counselors or psychologists i don't know Mm -hmm. the right term um they help you kind of get that memory out so this is right this is similar but it's like automated you know there's no talking you're just like okay this is brain waves and then you recall it yourself obviously it can cause you mental issues like they said in the show yeah which you know those spacesuits by the way all whatever spacesuits they were about to do combat in between the UN and Mars, that was those were cool. Those were super cool. 
along with the spaceship battle we saw in the sky. Like what? Spaceship. Yeah. Oh my. Okay. So the so, whole battle, everything, like, and it wasn't even that long. Yeah, I know. And but I think that that that's what that kind of makes sense in the realistic sci-fi esque. Yeah. Way. But also like money too. Like, oh my gosh, imagine animating a fight like that for like thirty minutes. Like, no way. That that's gonna cost you a fortune. I agree. And I but I think the bigger the biggest thing is that like in a um how do I put this? In a space battle everyone loses. Yeah, yeah in a space battle everyone loses. But on top of that, it, it goes <coughs> beyond that, right? In a space battle, um when you shoot a bullet through the hull, that has breached the hull, right? And mm. you then you're talking like, you know, vacuum, right? The vacuum of space and now it has to be sealed up. And this isn't Star Wars, right? So like it's not like the sci fi laser. It is more science based and yeah. when it pierces it can <clears> easily <throat> kill. Um like we saw with uh They lopped his head off. <laughs> well that one. And then do you remember Sutton? Doing the battle yeah. again, I mean, like yeah. he just dies right away. Yep. Right. That that's. Yep. And so these battles they're not long; they're explosive, and then they're just done. Yeah. So, so my thing is that we see the proto molecule breathe or fuse with Bobby. So obviously, in this episode, we never got anything that happened with that. So obviously, we're going to see that later. That's going to come to fruition later for Bobby. Well, wait. I'm sorry. Fused with Bobby? No, I don't know if she. I don't know if the protomolecule fused, but it some of its essence got onto her, or he breathed on her, or it's a he she. I don't know what it is. It. it. But, but to me, it looked like there was something, some transfer there. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Okay. I. It's an interesting interpretation that you have there. To be honest, I've, I. I. Okay. Or did he seal up her face mask? Seal up her face mask. Because it was cracked. Yeah, okay, so it was cracked, but it's like... Uh, yeah, I understand it's like, quote-unquote, Martian engineering. So these are like very resilient suits. So I don't think any air was leaking. But uh, I see, but I see what you're saying up. as far okay. as that goes. Um, but yeah, that, that, was, that was super cool seeing that. And like you were saying, like every fight in the space is going to end quickly. It's not going to be it a drawn-out fight. Yeah, it, bombs, bombs, dead. Bombs mm-hmm. shoot whatever shells. I mean, it, it, it's just there's no like if it lasted a long time, there would have to be armies of these ships. You know what I mean? It, it wouldn't yeah. be a. I understand what you're saying, but yeah. So she recalls. She we get to see her recall some of the stuff that happened, and that you know the UN Marines were fighting this thing for some reason. They were but, running away. Yeah. Were, well, yeah. What do you mean for some reason? Like, what's your thought process on that? Well, see, the thing is, is that, like, yeah, when you see something that you've never seen before and it looks like something that's human but not, mm-hmm. you you tend to freak out. I don't – there's a word for it. I can't remember. Okay. Um, and maybe they saw this thing and it was walking towards them and maybe it meant them no harm originally – but maybe they attacked it not knowing, and then it had to defend itself, a.k.a. dudes got clapped. Dudes got <laughs> So, okay. I don't know, because you always have to think, like, yeah, that's the problem. 
Or my second thought is that it was being controlled by something. This is a very... Huh. I've never thought of it this way. Okay. I'm not going to confirm or deny it, but... Right. And that's just what I thought originally. But uh, again, back to the, the main point is that I really like seeing the politics here. Oh, man. Between the two tables and like... This is a president of a world versus a president. Uh, just I use president loosely of a world. So it's two presidents. Like, uh, no, I have more power, or no, I have more power. Like, it, they're equal technically. So, like, where do they draw the line on agreeing at that point? That's my main thing that I was thinking about. Like, where do you guys draw the line on agreeing, considering that you guys don't have to interact with each other? At all levels. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. One quick thing. You're talking about when Sadavir, Aaron Wright, and like Officer Allah, and then that, uh, the Martians, the, the Martians sat down at the UNP summit, right? You're talking yes. about that. Okay. Yeah. So, one quick thing. That main guy, he is not the president of Mars, he is a minister of defense. Okay, well, okay, that's right. And then that's even right. Aaron Wright is not really the president. He's more like the vice president. So, like, do we ever see these presidents then? Well, I guess you, I was using ha- the word. I have seen the, the remember, the, he, the secretary, he's that old, white, uh, yes. white-haired man. That's the prime minister of Earth. Or prime minister, the secretary general of Earth. Right? Okay, and, so I just, like I said, president being loosely. So you're right, seeing right. these two high political personnel having to agree on things that are worldly these are worldly things this isn't just a this nation battled this nation it's like no we could all die like it's it's when you look at it it's like oh these are some high high stakes going on here yeah this isn't like a high five shake and we'll make a peace deal it's like no this i can blow you up yeah and that that's you see that's the um you could see that there's like tension like in the air when they talk to each other and it's like dude you guys are carrying several megaton nukes and whatnot like can you try and get along at least for the like the sake of humanity like even the way that they're talking to each other is like very condescending and like yeah um, you know, that one of them says like, you know, uh, the, I think the prime, the minister of defense of Mars says, you know, he sends his regards that he was not able to be here. And then the, um, Aaron Rice says the same thing. He's like, yeah, you know, the secretary general says, uh, sends the same. It's like, they both know that they're both BSing each other, that yes, they're both respective heads of state. Did not say hi to each other. Yeah. They're not actually, they don't actually care to, you know. Which is terrible because, like, you should. Like, you should be, like, like everybody should. (laughs) I know there's going to be conflict in the world, but, like, at that point, like, you guys need to be civil and call each other. Like, hey, Mars, what's going on? Hey, Earth, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. that's that's just, that's petty. And I'll be honest with you, I cannot believe, well, I guess I can maybe believe it, but it amazes me that freaking uh, the Martian cannot even come to like like they rely on earth more than earth relies on them right right so can't you like get past your ego just you know for a little bit there because dude 
Like they cut you off, you might be screwed. Yeah, right. And you know, so I feel like the actual prime minister of MCRN should have shown up. You know, yeah. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. But that was really cool seeing that. You know, and speaking of politics, the whole Anderson Dawes taking over for Fred, even though it made sense, I didn't like that. I like Fred way better. Fred Johnson, yeah. Okay, so okay, so let's discuss this because um, the thing I think this show does really well is hiding true agendas and uh, who's good, ba- who's good guy, who's bad guy, and to what extent are these good guys, bad guys, actually good guys, bad guys? If that makes sense, um, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on Anderson Dawes and Fred Johnson? Like, I you know, trustworthy, I, f- not trustworthy. I don't know. I feel like I can trust Fred. Which is probably why the show's steering me in that direction, just to screw me over. Um, I don't, I don't, I just don't trust with the way that he's presented himself. You know, with these harsh, not, I don't even know if it's an ultimatum, but the way he speaks just doesn't remind me of a good, like a humble leader. It reminds me more of an iron fist leader, and like usually those iron fist leaders don't work out. This is very true. I mean, he's hundred percent like carries himself as like a gang boss, right? Like, yes, I, um, it's someone that I truly looked at. I'm like, is he actually who he says he is? But to be honest, as far as we have seen, if we're talking concrete evidence and not based off of just our own, you know, gut feelings, his people do seem to like him, mm-hmm. but. I mean, again, we, you know, we, it, it, like I said, gut feeling, gut feelings is, in my opinion, a real thing. Like we mm-hmm. can't, you can't just ex- uh, dismiss gut feelings. I think right. very much real. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think yeah. that uh, Anderson Dawes is definitely one of the people that you need to keep an eye on. But, uh, but anyways, as far as him, uh, Fred Johnson kind of giving leadership over to Dawes, I did think it was very interesting that Dawes interpreted it as a way of Fred kind of like, um, you know what I mean? Like Fred uh, handing it to Dawes, so kind of setting him up to fail. Does that right. make sense? So that, he's that's the way that not. he interpreted it. Right. It's like, and that, I think, and I didn't pick up on this too much the first time around, but the OPA stands for Outer Planetary Alliance. It is not one entity. The OPA has several factions. Right. So they're not, and that's another thing, problem with the OPA is that not only are they kind of getting absolutely shafted by Earth and Mars, they themselves are not standing together to, to band, like, you know, to work together. Right. Um, you have, like, you know, Tycho Station, which is Fred Johnson. You have Ceres Station, which is Anderson Dawes. And then you have different uh you know traveling ships that have like their own groups there's i know there's golden bow there's black sky um and there's a handful of other there's quite a few factions out there um, yeah and that that's the i mean the only way they're gonna be able to get anything done is they have to have united front yeah yeah exactly so uh which is crazy because like again It's one of those things that, like, 
you guys are just stepping on your own feet. <laughs> and you really need to stop because you're going to cause issues for the leadership trying to pursue, I guess, justice for what you think you deserve from Mars and Earth. Yeah. And, okay, so let me ask you a question. Do you think, because, you know, if this was a normal, how do I put this? If this was a everyday kind of show, you know, predictable storytelling, predictable plot. Hallmark. We could, yeah, we could kind of easily assume that eventually OPA will come together and unite. But stories like Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, and um, Expanse, and these kind of shows, they're usually a little bit more realistic in, as far as like how things would go. Right. So with that in mind, do you think the OPA will become one? No. Okay. I think they're going to, I think it's going to cause, yeah, bad. I think it's going to be bad. Okay. Okay. No, I, I respect that answer. To be honest with you, when I was watching, I did think that the OPA was going to eventually uh, unite as one. Now, again, I'm not saying this as a confirmation or denial about what happens to anyone listening. I'm not spoiling anything, but I just... That, I'm just saying that that's what I thought when I had first started watching the show. Um, but yeah, uh, another so, thing. Um, sorry, go ahead. Dawes. Oh no, you go ahead. You say this first. It makes more sense. No, 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 this is for the this is for another character. So go ahead. We're still on Dawes. Okay, Dawes. So you see later in the episode that he does do some weird stuff with Diego. Right? I mean, he's trying to get that scientist away. Yes. Okay, so... So that already, to me, is like, that's the bad boo-boo. Yeah, so um, this brings up a very interesting... How do I put this? Conversations. Um, at the risk of making arguments or, you know inciting arguments against the podcast uh martin luther king to my understanding did use children because he understood that you know everybody loves kids and if you hurt kids then all of a sudden people kind of swing in your favor right and he and now the argument becomes is that right right like i mean that's all perspective yeah right like uh and is it worth it and not only that, it's not like he was forcing kids either, right? Like, he was, to my understanding, it was, uh, but I don't know if it was as sinister as Dawes kind of manipulating Diogo here. Or... I mean, yes, yes, it is. Like, if you look at the way that he spoke to Diogo, it, it, it was definitely oh, it no, was no. manipulative. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. That, what Dawes did to Diogo was 100% manipulation. But I'm talking like, you know, Martin Luther King, I don't know if that was manipulation. I was not there. But I'm just saying, oh. like, these... Like sometimes, you know, things need to get done and sometimes you got to get your hands dirty, right? Yeah. This is the way that Dawes sees it. He, and I'm, I'm, this is my analysis of the character and I could be wrong, right? But my analysis of Dawes is that he truly believes what he's doing is for the good of the belt. Right. Do you right. agree with that or do you think that he's... Well, that's his perspective, obviously, but like... Holden's perspective is going to be no, that's bad for everybody. Or Mars' perspective would be that's the thing. Like, yes, his perspective is right, but and it's wrong. 
So it's both things at once. It's just to what degree of right do you think it is? Me, personally, uh, I would probably do the same. Ooh, you, you would do the same as Dawes? I mean... Okay. This is something I could always I have in my pocket. This is a tool. This is an advantage. Okay. And they're they're at war, whether we believe it or not, mentally maybe, or more strategically, they're at war. Okay. No, I oh. I'll be honest, I respect uh your honesty there. Um I mean, again, I'm not yeah. saying that it's the best or the worst possible move, but you have to think like, hey, you're stuck in space. You have to do something. Yeah. And if he needs I mean, an upper hand, is, this is how he did it. Space is a bit dangerous. And he's on Tycho Station. He gets tipped off by Diego that there's, you know, the scientists and then they kidnap Cortazar. Um, right. Which, okay, so this is actually something that I wanted to talk about and then we can continue the actual plot, but I want to talk about this character development here. Um, Amos. Amos has a weird thing with Cortazar. Right. Do you, I, and I'll be honest with you, this is probably more my fault that I haven't kept track of this as well as I should have. Do you understand what the issue with Amos is? Has that been discussed? I think it has. Been. Amos, I think it, uh, like what his deal is. Like he doesn't want to like, he, I think it, he doesn't want to look like a monster. To other people, like he wants to, I don't know. I I didn't really. I don't think I remember in the so, episode they told us. I think it was the later one. No, I don't think it's a really big of a um, spoiler at all. Um, it, and Cortazar actually talked about it that this happened, or no, they talked about Cortazar that it happened to him. Then, like you know, they did a whole bio scan of him, and they found that. Um, Cortazar is missing a piece of his brain that feels empathy for others. Right. Um, Amos has that too. But I don't. Was was his done? Oh, it's permanent. Scientifically, like, Amos is, is gone. Yeah, um, it's done scientifically. Yeah, yeah. To my yeah, are you are you suggesting like that it may have been done like in a fight or something? Is that your question? Huh. Uh, when you're saying that it was done scientifically, are you talking like, about like it was done with a by a process? It wasn't done through mental training. Oh no, yeah, no, it was like physically, it was you know, beaten out of him. No, I don't even think it was beaten out of him. I think he was physically was removed, like as a surgery. Oh. And I'm guessing it wasn't voluntary. So, uh, wow, yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, that's probably why he talked to. the yeah. Cortazar, because, you know, he relates he to him. him. Yep. He understood him. But, yeah, uh, so that was the end of... Well, Pretty the, end of the seventh man is essentially Anderson Dawes taking Cortazar and running off with him. Yes, because, yes. Uh, and he, then they missed the ship because there was a decoy. Yeah, and... Dino, oh, wow, I never saw that one before. Freaking A, they should have known it, Holden. I'm mad at Holden for yeah, not. Yeah, uh, did you fall for it? Did you think... No. You knew no. right away that that was a deep I knew. Yeah. Well, this, I knew. Agreed. Freaking Holden. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so I did want to talk about why do you think Mars does not want to go to war with Earth? 
Or why do you um, think Mars basically wants to chuck, uh, like take a uh, responsibility for the Battle of Ganymede? Um, and why do you wait? Say that again. So you know, with the whole peace summit going on, they're basically mm-hmm. training Bobby to essentially say, you know, we fired first, we started the battle, and you know, the battle on Ganymede was Martian fault. Um. Oh my gosh, they tell you, don't they? Kind of. But I inquired about it too. Um. Gosh dang it. Mm. Mm. Are you serious? I was just thinking about this the other day after watching these episodes. Um, well, actually, they, you know what? We'll, we'll get there when we get there because that's the episode after this, anyways. But I did want your mind thinking about that. Um, so, okay, so that's right. You're right. Yeah. So, so I was right. They do tell you after. Yeah, yeah, it, it'll be later. We, we can discuss that later. It's fine. Um, yeah. So, anyways, Pyre. Okay. So, yeah. That. Okay. Yes. All right. Now we're on the same page. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. So, I got ahead of myself there because I, I I love that whole political maneuvering so much. Uh, I I couldn't help myself. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. So, I didn't like this part. You didn't like this episode, or the beginning of it, where she got kicked out of the vacuum. I was mad about that. He let them go because they weren't the right. Um, something was wrong. What was it? They were just different. They were different belters. No, they were inners completely. You're talking about when they were just like. That's the beginning of this episode. Yeah, yeah. you're talking about when they were just kicked off the ship, right? Yeah. 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 So the... that they weren't belters. They were inners. They were like Earther or oh. Martian scientists. And the only one that wasn't kicked off was the only guy who was a belter. See, I didn't like that. I, I was actually, obviously they did it on purpose, but that made me mad. I was mad. <laughs> yeah, was that was mad. that was disgusting. I remember when I was like talking about, when I first watched this, I was talking to my wife. I'm like, I don't think there's a ship outside. <laughs> right. Um, And then like, you know, they kept going, they kept going. I'm like, I really don't think there's a ship outside. And whenever she was like floating and they like they have that little moment between the windows, I was like, Yeah. I'm almost certain that I hate you. I hate you. but yeah, that, that that's a terrible way to die. Yeah, that was So I'll be honest, when I was a kid, I thought that if you were ever ejected into space, it was like damn near instant death. But the way they show it here is a lot more horrifying. It seems just like it, it's Lose, like it's dying, but it's not instant. No, it's like it's like uh, it's like you're freezing. You're watching yourself freeze to death. Yeah, uh, it's extremely cold. Um, I, I don't even think you die of suffocation. To be honest, right away. I think it's the the radiation and the cold. Why the radiation? Uh, there's radiation always in space, right? The only reason that we're not bombarded with radiation and we are but the only reason that we're not bombarded with more radiation is because right. the earth's ozone layer right right so when there's no atmosphere to protect us all the stars from the entire universe yes okay yeah just okay. constantly bombarding you at- i didn't i didn't for some reason i didn't put that together that they're like pretty much like like there like yeah, yeah. you're just getting blasted i didn't forget about that so you no, die of radiation poisoning first yeah uh, well i don't know if you die of it first but you definitely i think you definitely feel it 
you feel the burn of the sun. So like if you're in that the solar our solar system, uh-huh. the closest star to my understanding, I'm not much of an astronomer, the closest star is our sun, right? So even if you're in like wherever they were, which is near Ganymede, so near Jupiter, even at that distance, you're still feeling you're getting blasted. You're getting still blasted. blasted by that radiation for sure. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I didn't like the start of that. Yeah, that was <laughs> a really messed up start. Um, but yeah. So, you know, at the beginning of episode two, I do want to point out that um, Fred Johnson goes uh, throat choke, death punch on uh, Diego. And uh, I thought Diego was going to die. I thought this was going to be it. I thought I thought he was going to thought he was going to kill him. So did I. Um, um I th- I think Diego is a kind of a uh like a little. He's a shed. Know. Yeah, he's not. He's he's like that. We've all experienced that in high school, right? Those kind of guys that they just think they're really cool, but you can tell like right off the bat that he's. He, he's nothing right like he, he's very clearly like he's kind of a scared kid um and he's trying to prove himself as being this tough you know warrior for the belt and i mean I even mean, when anderson dawes finds him um dawes i, I think dawes finds him when um diogo's making this um i mean to be honest a lie of a speech saying that you know miller said Go, I, I declare you my champion of the belt or defender right. of the belt or something like that. So he, he made that all that up. Um, right. Which is in line with, like, you know, a high school age <laughs> kid. So <laughs> right. So sense. Pretty easy to fool. I mean, shoot, dude. When I was in high, let's be honest. When I was in high school, you could have fooled me into just about anything. Yep. I mean, it is and what I it is. I was fooled into a lot of stuff. So. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah. We shouldn't. We don't need to go over that here. Um, but yeah, it's it's nice to see in these episodes, especially this one. You st- you start to see the Belters' actual conflict between all the Belters, like in the Earth and Mars, and how how just malif like maleficent it can get. Is that a word? Maleficent. Yeah, maleficent is a word, but um, yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. It's is that is that the right word to use there? Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's like evil. Yeah. Um, I'm using it wrong, but it's, I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. I I got what you're saying, but like, yeah, no, but you're right though. Right. It is. um, It's actually disgusting how evil both sides. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, these guys were just literally just scientists, engineers. They're growing food for you, by the way. Yeah. It's like biting the hand that feeds you. Yeah. These are the scientists and people who lived on Ganymede who were growing food primarily for the mm-hmm. outer planets, mm-hmm. the OPA, the the, the belt. Uh, and I understand that Ganymede is at the moment like not producing. Um, but uh, it's bad. Yeah, it yeah never, I get well, that. that's a, like, the scientists. These guys are the that. experts who worked there, so whenever it does get repaired, you want them back. You know. Back on no. the saddle working. No. You, know you kill I mean? them. You kill them. That's what you do. It's the intelligent thing to do. If they're from somewhere else, but they're keeping you alive, you murder them. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, I am enjoying how upset you are with this, though. Uh... Which is, you know, I just don't understand, like, wasting. Like, it, like if you just think about it as, like, a pure logical standpoint, mm-hmm. you're wasting manpower. Like, just, just no emotion, nothing at all. You're wasting. That is a waste. 
literally a waste. Yes. Why? Why? It's dumb. But anyways. Um Yeah, and I I did remember in this episode, I did see the way that they caught all those nukes. Right? Um Is it this episode? Where they use a net? I think it was either maybe the last one or this one. Is that where they use a, the net? Yeah, I think it briefly came over it. But like that was cool. Yeah. That was super cool. Yeah. I I I'll be honest with you. I am glad that the nuke is still respected as a very powerful weapon because I, yeah, I do get annoyed. Like, you know, in some of these sci-fi movies when like nukes suddenly become like today's like a nine millimeter. It's like, how is that possible? Like, yeah. I get like, that maybe you have better ways of black hole, black hole bomb. Like, yeah. Come on, dude. But like, and I get it. That's strong. But a nuke, the payload of a nuke is still the payload of a nuke, right? Like, like even the smallest one can be like five tons, and that's like that's right. still a lot. That's what I'm saying. So like, I, I'm glad that the nuke is still respected as like okay, it can still I'm, deal yep. damage. But the fact, you know, what was funny when they went to go send all those nukes, the all the lines that they saw on those computer screens blasting towards whatever it was on the obviously the screen was shooting at the station. But like that was so cool when it was just like we're gonna let the arsenal go. <laughs> That was awesome. Yeah. Um, this is also the episode. And well, actually, no, no, no. Well, again, I'm getting ahead of myself. It just shows how excited I am to talk about this. But please go ahead. Uh, keep going. We'll get to this that. episode. Yeah. Mm. So. This episode kind of jumped around a little bit more. Okay. Um, and the one thing that I'd like to take away from this is that they're Holden and Naomi are looking into finding his child, right? Holden and Naomi. Uh, finding finding Dr. Prax Ming. Yes, yes, yes. So Strickland the Strickland guy obviously is working with whom? You tell me. So it has to be Mao. Okay. But there's a third party. Where's this third party? It has to be Mars. I think Mao, okay. Okay. Strickland, and Mars. Or, no, no. Yeah, I think something something's going on there. Well, remember, Mao was working with Aaron Wright. Are you implying that? I think there's a lot of backdoor dealing going on, and think I think Mao everybody's dabbling. Uh, yes, Aaron Wright. Okay. Yes, I okay. think it's a lot of like. It's just a lot of backdoor back. They're just everybody's getting shanked. Yeah, yeah. Just repeatedly, my friend. No, no. But I, I do. I agree. Oh, um, I, I do. But as far as the nukes go, one thing I didn't want to throw in just for the sake of the podcast, um, Dawes is giving the nuke to the belt. Uh, Fred yes. was originally planning on sending the nukes back to Earth as a gesture of good faith. Um, that would have been smarter. That would have been way smarter. I mean, I like Dawes for what I respect him for his decisions and the hard decisions he's made. But it is a complete show of faith, the fact that they would give the nukes back like that would solidify trust and that is the foundation 
on what they like that that should be their whole foundation is trusting each other i agree and um i think johnson actually he broke it down in a much more uh logical way and and not just um um you know, idealistic either. Like, I, I agree with what you're saying, and he basically makes that argument too. But he also, I think, said that, or, or at the very least implied, that Earth, they don't need those nukes to kill us in a war. So right. we can have those nukes, and that will give us a better shot if we ever go to war, sure. But they can roll over us regardless. Yeah, and the, and they have all the air. Like, what? Like, that? that's where your air and, like, most of your stuff comes from like you're not gonna not gonna blow each other up like come on you're gonna blow up earth oh so you're you got what six months at best you're screwed yeah so um he made a good i think he made a good calculated decision which i mean it at the end of the day, it didn't really matter because, you know, Dawes kind of stole the news. Dawes stole uh, the news, yeah. But he made a good calculated decision that, like, you know, if we go to war, the nukes will definitely help, but we're going to lose regardless. And dead is dead, right? Like, if you barely lost a war, doesn't matter. What does that even mean? Yeah, you right? Can't... Like, your, your infrastructure and all your people are dead regardless, right? Like, you, everybody nuked everybody, and then, like, one guy on one side survived? Like... Yeah, like, there's no matter? almost there. And then, and then you know, but like you said, if you return the nukes, there's a show of good for uh, faith, and then that reduces the chance of there being a war at all. And and above all else, Fred, I love Fred because he he seems to want to bring the OPA into a modern like yes. standard almost, and kind of be taken seriously. Right, so it's more like the OPA or they want to be like Mars and Earth. They want to be yeah. They want to be respected taken, mutually yeah, because yeah, they are exactly. providing a lot of mineral resource for the rest of them. Technically, I mean, you know what I mean. Like they're no, no, sending miners out, and they're that. That's it. But yeah. you know, um, it, and you could see it honestly. Look at the way Tycho Station looks. And right. all of his people, the way that their workers are dressed, look at this, how the station is like set up and how clean and pristine yep. it is. You would think that it was something Martian, right? Mm -hmm. But no, but now look at Ceres Station. Look at how trashy it looks compared to Tycho. Yeah. And that's just, that goes to show that Fred, and I think, but that's also on top of the fact that he is a former Earther, that he is a former Earther Marine, and a former Earther Marine who butchered Anderson Station. On top of that, I think it's also that he's kind of a, he's looked as as like a suit and tie kind of guy that the Belters don't trust him. And yeah, I he's but that, he's also got that wisdom too. He's not just from the Belt. No, no, I I I, I agree with you, but I'm just saying that that's the reason the Belt doesn't trust him, and that's the crux right. of the Belt's issue is that they can't, they, for lack of a better term, they seem to want to. They they seem to take pride in their own. It's gonna sound bad, trashiness, right? Like wow, the fact is... that I look like a some cyberpunk, a uh, death metal goth, uh, you know, spikes out of my head. Hey, easy, you know, easy, NPC inquisitor. Character. Be an inquisitor yeah, for yeah, once, yeah, all right? Yeah. Uh, he looks like a, a cyberpunk NPC just because you know they, he, you know, Fred Johnson doesn't look like a cyberpunk NPC. That's I'm going with that. Um, uh, yeah, this is this. Yeah, okay, yeah. 
that 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 I um, that he's not one of us, right? And and that's that's insane, right? Because and we don't know too many faces of the belt yet, but other than like Anderson Dawes, you Fred say yes, yeah, so there's a ton more. Oh, there's hundred percent. There's there's way more. <laughs> Buckle up, Bucko. No. Um, what am I buckling into? The Rasanat? Oh, oh, so good. Uh, but yeah, there. Fred Johnson has done more for the belt than most belters. So yeah, there should. I mean, I don't know. That's the problem. Like, let's put it like this: you're in jiu-jitsu class. Okay. Oh, here right? we go. Okay. And then say you're a blue purple belt. Okay. Right? You ru- you roll with a D one wrestler. Okay. Yeah, he has no he has no knowledge. Maybe he's not a jujitsu practitioner, but you gotta respect him because if you don't, he's gonna kick your butt. Now I know that it's not a direct correlation between the two, but the lesson is the same. You have to respect it for what he did and is still doing. You have to respect it. It's like it's almost like an art form. Like you have to respect the man because of what he's done. For you, it's not. It's not because who he is, what he's done, and it's kind of like that simulation where, like, you have to step back and think about it without the emotion, logically. <clears throat> Can you elaborate on that? I'm sorry, I didn't really understand what you're saying there. So, like, Fred Johnson was a marine from Earth, right? right. Yeah, yeah. Moved out to the belt. So, say the belt is the jiu-jitsu gym, and Fred Johnson is the wrestler. He came out there, and he showed everybody that he was still good without being a belter. Sure. Okay. Okay. So, he was, I see. so it's like, you have to respect that. You, ha- you have to respect that if you're intelligent. Okay. So, there goes where I draw the line. Intelligence. I agree. I agree. Um... And do you think a lot of the belters have a lot of intelligence? Comparative to Earth. Ooh, okay, so here okay, let's so let's be careful here. And we've actually seen a, a bit of this. Um if we're talking to common people of Earth and Belt, I don't think they're far different. You're darn right. Because we, we saw well, a glimpse we don't, of that. We, right? we haven't seen well, we had seen we'd seen we haven't seen it yet, have we? We saw a glimpse of that when Bobby was walking around in the streets of Earth, remember? Was that on the seventh? I think okay. So no, no, it seventh. wasn't this episode, but like it. it okay, okay, there, okay, so okay. Just... So, so yeah, 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 and that's fine. Um, but no, it's it it's it and it, they ran out of jobs because everything's automated. Um, well, there's too many people. There's too many people. That would never happen. There's enough jobs. It's just the willingness to do the jobs do you by think, the people. I think. We will. I do. I kind of disagree with you. I think we will hit a point at some point where automation, and assuming that we don't go to Mars and develop, that here on Earth we just don't have jobs for everybody because a lot of this stuff is automated. No, no, because by that time we'll already made it to space, and there should be enough jobs for no, everybody. No, no, Here's a, but I agree with you. But that's space. But we're talking just on Earth. I think we will have run out of jobs on Earth. Nah, I bet you we'll always find more crap. I mean, dude, are you kidding me? Hold on. Step back. I, I think... Step back. I got you. Okay, okay. The Egyptians. Oh, God. Right? 
So the Egyptians used to paint their nails, right? Okay. But they did it themselves. Step into the 21st century. We have other people. No, we no, have other I, people that I paint agree our nails. That it's gonna take a long time before we're talking. Okay, okay. Then we both agree. We're yeah, we're agreeing. Yeah. I don't to, think we're agreeing to agree. I think even expanse level. I think that there's still jobs available. Um, no, we're agreeing to agree. Yeah, yeah, I understand it. But like that darn game you play, the factory game. Satisfactory. Yes, satisfactory. Oh, that game. Yeah. That is when we hit the point where there's no jobs. <laughs> yes. Yes. But even there, that's impossible almost because even in that game, it's unlimited resources. You don't actually run out of like. So like the way I see it, though, is maybe there's just like one guy on every piece of the machinery at every point in the machine's like line to where it's like he has to fix it right away. And he's just specialized on that one piece. You know what I mean? You, I mean, maybe it gets that intricate. I agree. No, I mean, I when when okay, so, uh, so, so since we're doing IRL talk, let's um a little bit more detail about me. I, I do work in IT, and I don't work in programming, but I work closely to it, so I know about you know AI and that kind of field. Um, that when stuff like that becomes so uh, complex, when things break, you need highly specialized engineers to be able to fix that. And then the thing is that the tools that are being created, they're very specialized for very specific use cases. They're not done yet. And I think to be able to automate every single thing, I think will take an, an obscene amount of time. I don't even know if the plan will still be here by that time. Yeah, I think, well, I'll be honest. I think we would run out of resources on earth before we automated every maybe. single thing like I'm, maybe I everything i'm talking everything like what like i stand up and i sit down on the toilet every, and it does it all job, for me yeah every job you can the toilet make. does it for me you Miles? the toilet does it for the me. Toilet, uh, you can make automatic bidets right and like everything's like i get up and everything's good uh automatic bidets that's all i'm gonna say you can sounds like heaven place. to me buddy <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but anyways yeah so. I, I i understand and that's the point that I really ultimately that I was making is the way I see it after seeing that scene and then seeing what's out there at the belt. We haven't seen Mars, so I don't know all about Mars, but the way I see it, it they, it's the same thing. It's, it, it's, it, it's, it's the exact same thing. Maybe a little bit smaller, larger scale. Yeah. But there's no change. It's the same structure. Okay. So. Whether we say somebody's smart or not, well, no. It's these percentages are probably the same. It's I just think, on yeah, a smaller I scale. I think percentages are the same. I agree. Um, and that was the point I was trying to make. But yeah, no. Um, anyways, to to go on with, uh, I did think I think it was this episode where Prax talks about the the ecosystem, the ecology of Ganymede Station. Yeah, it's I like simple, that complex system. I thought that was so so cool. But they did. If they would have went further into it, it would have been really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, like I think... maybe at least give him like ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Or like you know maybe a side episode, <laughs> a standalone side episode. Um, For one episode, give him a give the man a season or something. Yeah. Jesus. I honestly, I'm into that uh, space based farming. I mean, that's cool. Um, That'd be cool. I mean, what could you grow out there? Obviously, it's going to be different than what we have here. So maybe we got all kinds of different metals. Well, not necessarily. Right? Like if just you, everything. To grow what you need to grow, you just need soil. You need water. But that's that's what that's what we that's what we know on Earth. 
Like there's obviously other planets. I know for a f- not for a fact. I can't say that, but I know in my gut. Let's put it that way. That yes, on other planets to grow things is going to be completely different. Different physics. No, 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 no. Our understanding no, 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 is no, no, no. What we know. Uh, in expanse, anyways, as far as oh, okay, you're just that. talking about in our you're just yeah, talking yeah. about in our in our universe. Okay. Yeah, if we're talking expanse, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Except, unless fact, you this unless you got into good... the freaking the the ship the religious ship and flew out into the middle of the world maybe you found a planet and did something like that on you know yeah 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 the mormons they got that now yeah hey, i didn't uh, say that i didn't say that but okay so one thing the uh ganymede station and this is more of a scientific discussion than you know plot or character uh ganymede i i wonder if there's a specific reason they picked that and i think ganymede is a moon of jupiter I wonder if uh-huh. there's a reason that they picked Ganymede. Is it that, you know, the sunlight exposure is like, oh, I don't know. Like daylight hours on a day to day Earth hour basis, it's just perfect, you know, right. or as close as it can be for Earth? Like, right. I, I wonder if that's, you know, if they calculated that, like, you know, this moon, yeah, the, the daylight hours, it only has like, you know, uh, four hours daylight, four hours like nighttime. Um, so that means, but it spins, you know, faster that basically in a, you know, 24 earth hour period, you've got equivalent amount of daylight. So right. your plants should be able to survive or something. Like right. That, you know? Right. I, I wonder if that's like that, if that equation was like, you know, calculated. What does that equation look like? Oh my gosh. I don't even want to know. Yeah. That's <clears> why, this is why we. I'm not an astronomer, but stuff like that does fascinate me for sure. Right. Right. I mean, this episode, um, they, oh, that's right. Amos and Alex, I I forgot about this. I just remembered that they, they got in a fight because obviously Amos is having a lot of issues in his cranium. So, um, He just needs like a good somebody to talk to for a while. Amos, yeah. I just talk to just about anything. Life, females. <laughs> I don't know. Favorite a space beverage. Favorite moon rock. I don't know. I mean, he needs to talk to somebody. Rock hopper. Um, I feel bad for him though. I do. I I, I feel bad for Amos as well. Uh, he definitely seems like he's gone through some major crap in his life. Um, yeah, and when he said, "Who's gonna fly the ship?" I was like, "Oh man, I mean, you kill the, him!" Yeah, look at his like, and it, it's that's the thing, right? Like he's coming to terms with the fact that he had that thing removed, and if you remember, he had asked, I think, drummer that like, you know, is this permanent? Um, and I think he he regrets that he doesn't have that part of himself, which again, I don't think he, it was done out of his choice, right? Uh. But yeah, that was a kind of a haunting line that like, you know, I don't want to kill you, Alex, because then who will fight the ship? It, to him, it's not even for for anyone who maybe doesn't understand what he's the implication there is that he doesn't even see him as a friend, that he'd be losing a friend that he's saying, like, you know, I don't want to kill you, Alex. I don't want to kill a friend. He's saying, I don't want to lose a pilot. Right. Like that's just it's that's messed up. Yeah, it, it's big messed up. Yeah. So 
That I mean, but that that whole episode was mainly based around that character development for the most part. Yeah, and of course, well, we did have one that the plot ending where uh, Fred Johnson's bridge gets taken over by that. Um, oh yeah, and then they the cut guy. the air off. They cut the air off, and yeah, and they, so they had a traitor. Remember, that's the guy who kind of uh, leaked. I think he leaked it to Dawes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's the one who let them in, and then they, you know, shot up. They even shot Drummer. Which, how dare you? Um, by the way, Drummer, keep an eye on her. She's she's a great, great yeah. actress, great character. Yeah, I I've, I I made that assumption when like they started to give her more screen time. Um, actually, it's funny you say that because that's exactly what happened in this show. Uh, she didn't have as much in the books. Um, and then everyone like loved her so much that I think they, at, at least I think that's her, that they gave her more screen time. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Very, very cool character. Um, but yeah, so this guy, he uh, doesn't really trust Fred anymore, and they seize the bridge and they shoot a few people. Yeah, and it, so it was they, bad. And they want the stockpile of nukes. And, uh, mine. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, they cut off the air, make everyone pass out and then, you know, secure the bridge. It's just like, she's being carried off to, to the med bay. And she just executes both of them. Good. I, I loved how she handled that. She just like, you know, uh, there, we don't need a judiciary system. I, I'll handle this. Yeah, this, this is, is too much paperwork. This is how this needed to go, so I'm gonna take it in my own hands. Yeah. Good episode that one was. Um uh, Yeah. Uh I I didn't really understand the conflict between Fred and Holden again here. Uh like Holden kind of threatens Fred saying like, you know, you may not be in charge when I get back. I don't know if that's like a friendly banter between the two, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. It seemed a little serious. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I definitely think it seemed a little bit more serious, but I don't get why they seem pretty tight. And then all of a sudden it's like, um, no, pretty oh, much. wait, I remember. I'm sorry. I just read it. Uh, it's because Holden, Naomi, they're going over to get the, uh, pro molecule sample. Sample. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And and they won't be welcome back on Tyco. So yeah, just drop so. it off at Tyco. Open. Oops. What? Because uh, you brought, bring it. Uh, are you saying just <laughs> deploy it in Tyco? Well, just you know, just you know, um, set it up to break the glass on Tyco and just fly off. So Suck it, mean. Fred Johnson. <laughs> That's so mean. Um, nah, I'm just kidding. But anyways, that was that was that kind of wrapped that episode up. Yeah, yeah. So then on to the weeping sonambulist. Yeah, that that word that uh, that word threw me off. Sonambulist. It's a cool yeah, it's, name. I like it a lot. It's the something with Ganymede, right? Is it ship? Yes, yeah, so the weeping sonambulist. Um, is the that rescue the rescue refuge the refugee ship that is going over uh to pick up 
or just, you know, send food to Ganymede, get any, uh, you know, people that need medical attention right. that they can't get it in Ganymede. And, all right. So it's, it's and then that. It, this is, this is the point where in the story where they're searching for Dr. Um, Strickland. How skinny dude. Dr. Strickland. Yes. Yeah. So they're, <sighs> they're doing that. I did want to throw in real quickly. Um, just on the side, this was like a weird side mission. It didn't seem to tie in very well at all. And it was only on their rewatches. And honestly, reading the wikis that I really found out about the guy, there's that Dr. Iturbi guy who's leading a science mission to Venus. Remember when yeah. arrows crashed into Venus? So he's leading that fire, uh, the science mission there. Uh, and Mars has also sent not a right. science ship, but at the very least, like some sort of like destroyer clash frigate or something like that. Um, but yeah, just something to keep an eye out on. And because that guy we learn later is in, isn't, isn't the guy that's um worried about doing that shit, like that mission on Venus, isn't he, um, isn't he with Earth? Yeah, yeah. There, this is an Earth or science ship, and they're like an official UNN like science expedition. But he specifically is a old friend and apparently old lover of Alasarala. Oh God! Yeah, so he is sending back intel that he finds directly to her. So the 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 official reports will be on the UNN reports, but like them having kept a professional relationship even after all that time. Right. He is relaying, like, you know, below the table, extra intel, I guess, to her. I guess also in a way that she gets it before Aaron Wright does. So Right. And this is, like, this is where you kind of get to see the cool tech. Like, it's a little drone that they're flying from the ship that they send down. Isn't that cool? Um, are you talking about the, the science ship or? Yeah, the science ship. They're going to send a drone down. Yeah. Yeah. But did you see the shape of the ship itself? It's kind of lame looking. Mm -mm. It's like a donut. Is it really? I didn't really, I didn't really pay attention to that. So I guess I missed it. Look up the, the picture of the, an Ar the Arbogast. That's yeah, the name yeah. of the science ship. It just, I don't know. It looks boring. I think there's actually a real life spaceship that went up to space that looks kind of like that, but albeit that looks like something the science ship. That's a science ship. Yeah, hundred percent. So it, you know, obviously not as exciting in my opinion as like a military right. ship, but or you know the freaking MCRN Donager, which is just an absolute beast of a ship. I love the design of the Donager. Um, you do? Oh yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I, did, I guess I didn't pay much. I don't pay much attention to the. Like, the way the ships look. I kind of just more, I don't know, I guess I don't, yeah, you're right, I don't pay much attention to that, I need to. You know? Yeah, the, the ship designs, they grew on me over time, to be honest. They weren't super great, mm -hmm. in my opinion, at the beginning, but like, as time went on, I came to really appreciate them a lot more. Uh, mm -hmm. The Martian ones, of course, in particular, I think you kind of have to appreciate the Martian ones more. It's it's a, it's a German engineering, buddy. Yeah, 100% it is. Um, but it, the ship, and then so anyways, Draper is going down to Earth for the peace 
Summit. Right. And she's... Uh, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. I, I like how the way she handles... At first, when she gets off the ship, she intentionally leaves the sunglasses off, remember? Mm-hmm, because uh, she wants to see. Yeah, I think at first I thought it was more in defiance to Earth. Oh, really? That's what I thought at first. But I think she just can't help herself. There is a almost biological sense that we as humans have to the earth that like you know if you've never seen the ocean when you see Mm -hmm. it for the first time you're just like holy smokes yeah it's kind of if you've seen it and you've seen it a lot you kind of take it for granted but if you think about it if you're a little kid who grew up in i don't know colorado and you've never seen the ocean then all of a sudden you see it for the first time that's overwhelming blows your mind yeah, that is overwhelming. And, you know, we watched that guy puke. Yes. That guy yeah, puked yeah, out because yeah. all the stress. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, they have to take pills and stuff. Yeah, because of the bone density and the muscle mm-hmm. dystrophy, dystrophy, atrophy. Like, uh, what is in those pills? Now I want to know. <laughs> Does it make me stronger? Can I, like... It's uh, oh. it's the honest alpha brain stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You did not. I did. <laughs> Vitamins. So yeah, this is when you really see the um, the politics go off, and you know, through all of this, I'm thinking this Aaron Wright guy is going to get caught, and he is screwed. Yeah. Um. Aaron Wright, the actor that plays him, angers me so much. But I love it. Why does he anger you? He's he's a he's a great actor at playing that snake like yep. politician. Yep. Like, uh huh. He looks like a snake. The only and the thing is that he's perfect for that vice president role, right? Because he's not in front of the cameras all the time. Like the the president has to be. Um. The president has to be, you know, uh, the face of the government, right? The face of the state, so to speak. So he has to be happy all the time. He has to be charming. Right. He has to be cheerful. Vice president, presidents don't. They're in like the for shadow the, for the president. Most part, they really don't. Like, obviously, they can't look like they have RBF all day long. But <laughs> uh, that's such a great acronym. Yeah, it is. Uh, they they uh, they can't look like they have RBF all day long. But you know, they can kind of get away with a little bit more. Uh-huh. Uh, sourness, and Aaron Wright just doesn't care. Like that—that's amazing. I, I love that actor a lot. He just looks sour all the time. <laughs> so, uh, she was forced to take the Purple Heart medal that she was given. Right. Um, she said, "Like you know, you have to." Or Martin's said that you have to bring it in. That's Minister right. of Defense's direct orders. Um, and yeah, I just love the banter. I know we talked about this a little bit before. I, I love mm-hmm. the banter. It's like, you know, I'm, uh, you know, sorry that we couldn't do this, you know, sorry about the earth's, you know, pressure on you guys. And then he's like, right. you know, I'm a earth or Marine. We've trained in one G for, you know, 20 some years. And then later he's like, you know, I'm getting tired of these questions. And Avastar is like, I, I highly doubt that a Martian Marine would get tired from sitting in a chair. 
Right. Like, I that love was awesome. how she just slapped back. Like the little banter that they have, the passive aggressive banter, I love mm-hmm. so freaking much. And, and this is this is when they're questioning this is when they're questioning her. Um and then Avasrala kind of like demands to question her again. And she's really like really digging on her this time. That's what I remember, right? Yeah. Um yeah, and I, it was. I mean, they kind of go back and forth. We can talk about all the appearances now, uh, but I, I did love how I just wanted to jump in with Avasarala's line there when uh, the minister, okay, his name is Koroshov, I think it's something like that. Korkashov, Koroshov, something like that. The de- defense minister Koroshov, he he said like, you know, where is this question is going, madam? And then Avastralia goes, wherever I goddamn like. Like, when she said that and the way she said it, I was like, okay, she's my favorite character. You just like the way she talks. I do. She's sassy. It's your crush, and... isn't it? Remember I had a crush on uh, What's-Her-Face in Warbreaker? This is your crush. No, my crush from Expanse is Bobby. Oh. No. Nope. You say that just because Bobby's cute, but I mean, duh. You, Avasarala is your girl. That's who you'd like stay up late night and talk to. No, Avasarala is who I hope my daughter grows up to be. Minus all the cutthroat, you know, politician stuff, politician like stuff. like very monk style. <laughs> no, not even monk. Just like very like, I'm not taking crap from nobody. And like you know you're. You know, you can have your moment in the sun, but I will always be here to shoot you down. Oh, God, that sounds aggressive. Yes, and my daughter is well on her way to doing that. So She beats you up every day. Um, <laughs> yeah, so th- this episode was one of my favorites uh, that doesn't even have any action. It's, it's so great. I love the way that he, that they question her and she kind of fidgets under pressure. Like, she's she can fight in the battlefield all day long, but put her in front of some suits, and all of a sudden, Sergeant Bobby Draper, like, right. this is her cool. I thought that was really cool to see. Um, um, another thing before we... No, go on. We, um... Remember how the scientists at the beginning were, like, so infatuated with breathing in a vacuum, right? Being able to breathe in a I vacuum? Talk, are you talking about, like, in real life? No, remember when... Um, Holden or not Holden? Um, Miller popped that scientist in the dome, and he was talking about breathing in a vacuum. And then the guy, another guy that they shot, he was also talking about breathing in a vacuum. Yes, yes. So in this, somebody points out that uh, that thing wasn't wearing a vacuum suit. So like, that should be raising questions for everybody at that moment, thinking. Um... Um, what the heck's going on? I I thought that too. And I was like, wait, what's going on here? And they did kind of cover a little bit, very little bit when the, um, the fleet Admiral Aaron Wright and Avastarala were walking back and they brought up that thing about the alien walking or not the alien, but like the, he didn't have a vac suit on. Um, and then, uh, the fleet Admiral just says, uh, these Martian Marines have been bred from like basically birth to kill rah, 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 Spartans, rah, rah. Um, but you know, they, <laughs> they, they think that they're invincible. And, and as soon as they are faced with something that's not, they can't handle it. So their mind kind of makes up stories. And that's, a, that's a lie. 
obviously. Yeah, it's a lie, or or at least you know, yeah, um, something there. But I think it was a pretty good argument. All but, but anyways, yeah, that, it's it's hard to like. I, I'm gonna have to eventually rewatch this to really appreciate it because the reason I say that. Since I've been rewatching Attack on Titan, and now I know why Annie. Well, I can't say, but now I know like why things are happening and how it's happening and how and who's doing it. Like, it's it's like oh, this is super cool. So, I think on my rewatch through of this series, it's gonna be something we could just do an episode of me talking about what I missed, maybe. Yeah, um, there's going to be a lot that you missed, to be honest. You're going to keep watching, and if you rewatch, there will be a lot that you realize you've missed. Right. But I'm just saying that because, like, we talk about these episodes, and I give the gist, and you throw in what you got, but, like, yeah, it deserves a second watch. You don't have to do it right away, but it deserves that second watch for maximum appreciation. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um... So, anyways, uh, the so that's that's about it for that episode. Oh yeah, the so the Sonambulist, the, again, that was like a rescue ship. There were yes. people on it, and at the end, there were some pirates that try and get a hold of it, and then that's right, those weird people. Up. Yeah, they come in, and then they, you know, they save them. Well, I should say they save fifty percent of them. <laughs> they 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 might have yeah somebody might have got shot, but it's yeah. Fine. Uh, so yeah, it, it, man, that's, I'll be honest, like, that was kind of a cliche thing to happen there, but the acting and just, like, the sad look on Holden's face and just the nonchalant look on Amos's face, I was like, that was, that was hard. That was, that was a, even though it was, um, you could see it coming. Yep, it was still hard to watch. Um, was... Yeah, and they made it seem that way too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so anyways, that was it for that episode. And next, to the, uh, on to the next one was Cascade. Mm-hmm. Um, this this kind of wrapped it up for me, considering um, this is the episode. Wait, hold on. Yeah, 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 you're okay. This is the episode where they really get into it, um, where Bobby runs through the bazaar and then tries to find the ocean. Yes. Um, okay, that, okay, that ocean looked pretty awful, right? Like, the CGI in that ocean. I don't know why they couldn't have just used, like, legit notion shot or what, but... God, that ocean shot was just awful. Right. Um, I think this moment was a big one for Draper because she got to see Earth for herself and see that, yeah, they're... She she considers that all these people are just on welfare and they're just, like, trash human beings. But that she actually sees it for herself and, like, how... It's, like, forced almost. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um... And so 
she I think she gets a different perspective right away. And then now all of a sudden, so she's like presented with this positive view of Earth. And then now she has Mars, something that she's fought fought for, you know, spent her entire blood, sweat, and tears to serve Mars. And now Mars kind of stabbed one of her soldiers in the back when he's not there to defend himself, right? Like he's dead. They used him as a scapegoat. Right. Um, and so she's now presented with this negative view all of a sudden of Mars. So it's her, her entire life is being flipped upside down in front of her. And yeah, then now she gets to see the ocean. Yep. It's, that's a dude. That's so tough. Yeah. It, 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 if you say it's not, you're you're lying to yourself. You know what I mean? Like one yeah. of those people, are like, oh yeah, I could do it. It's like, oh yeah, no, you could. No. It's very tough. No, no. But obviously, we're gonna see. This Bobby is your grow. entire life's understanding of what's good and bad is now being challenged directly to your face. This is not somebody coming at you with their own story. That's a Twitter comment. <laughs> yeah, this is you yourself experiencing something. That is hundred percent, maybe not a hundred percent, but is now directly contradicting your understanding of good and bad. Earth was bad, Mars was good, but now here we go. We realize that the bad of Earth was not necessarily the bad of the people, so much what was done to the people, and then the good of Mars, like this paragon of society, holier than now, all of a sudden is putting, uh, you know, throwing one of their own soldiers under the bus. Now I. And again, I am Team Mars, so maybe some of you guys might think I'm biased here, but I, I I do mean this in a serious way that what Mars is doing here is it wrong to throw one of their soldiers on the bus? Yes, it is. But if they're doing that to truly avoid war, this is moral dilemma. Yeah, Oops. this is a moral dilemma, right? Like this guy, this kid is already dead, right? And if just sullying his name can save the lives of millions of your other kids. Is that not worth it? Right. So, and it, it, it's terrible because Bobby finds out at the end that she was just part of the test. Yeah. Um, so, so, I mean, the end of this episode was a perfect place to stop because at this point we have so many questions like, oh, Martian, whoa, man, like Martians are not good. Like they want to test this weapon on people like the UN Marines, their own Martian soldiers to use it on what? To eventually, to use it as a deterrent, right? Like the proto molecule is like this era's yes. nuke. Yes. So, and but, they, but, they know they have to have an idea that the protomolecule that happened on Eros, they're suspecting it's Earth, right? There's they don't think that Belters have enough resources to make their own protomolecule. They're like, well, it has it, to be did, Earth. is it wait, is it made or is it made or found, whatever it is, found? but they know that whatever happened uh is probably something to do with earth so they feel like they have to protect themselves again this is constant uh actions on every side of the spectrum right. you know on individual character side as well as bigger factions earth mars opa that they're all doing stuff that's according to what most people would do it just happens to be the wrong decision sometimes but we know that because we're reading a freaking book right so it's and even then 
they're not really wrong decisions. Again, like we just talked about, would you not sacrifice the name of one of your soldiers if it means saving for a whole world? Yeah, for for the sake of the human race, right? Because if Mars and Earth attack each other and they do some serious damage, they could set this could set back, you know, mankind back to the Stone Age, right? Uh, uh, yeah, essentially, yeah. But then, like, if you set Mars back to the Stone Age, like, that's just that's death. That's death. <laughs> so. So you have, and then and then the OPA out there. Oh, they're dead too, right? Because there's dead. no way they could ship oxygen and water. And so now we're back to Stonehenge, praying to something that we don't even know. Like what? And we, and Come we don't on! Have nearly as many resources to really work with there either, right? So, so that's like that's almost death too. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But anyways, it, you know, it, you know what's funny. I like the scene where it pans over all this negative stuff. going pans over. Alex is getting drunk in the Rasanati listening to country music. Yeah. I'm not like, a fan of country music. Yeah. And then this, yeah, well, I don't know. It's just music's music, my friend. Appreciation is like an eye beholder type deal. Um, actually, I don't know. I think some music might make you dumber, but we won't go into that. But the uh, the no fly zone and how he deals with the no fly zone. Yeah, just parking inside the crater of that uh, was it asteroid yeah. or moon? I think it was another moon. But yeah, I don't I don't remember. I, uh, but this is this. I think I'm. Let's see. This oh this is where we figure out that Gamma Station's dying. Yeah, yeah. So th- yeah, this was the one, and this was. Again, like I don't know, we already talked about it. It was really cool. That was like, it's just a summation for those of you who don't remember. Uh, apparently, your yeah, real life ecology, uh, like biomes, they each have their own thing. That if like one thing fails, another system can kind of take over and it can mm-hmm. recover. But ours is artificial, so we just can you can never make it, you know, resilient enough. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, and he said this is a simple, complex system, meaning. It's simple enough that uh, uh, it's that if one thing goes down, basically everything can fall apart. But it's complex right. enough that you know if something goes wrong, you don't know what's the next thing that's gonna fall apart. Right. He said, and he estimates that this could be another week, or sorry, a week that uh, you know until the nation, nation, the station collapses. And dude, that's. You know that's refugee crisis, right? Like, that's a timeline. Like you're on a timeline, then. Like that's either escape or die. Yeah. So this is this is rough. Uh, and then, yeah, this is uh, when you were saying when uh, he's listening to country music, Alex. That's when he gets the notification that MCRN has announced uh-huh. a no fly zone. So what do you think that's about? Dude, if they're testing those proto molecule, obviously, maybe something going wrong with that, okay. or figured out how to fly a ship so if i figured out how to fly a ship oops oh man oops but what and then i don't know and then like what if it if it if it figured yeah i don't know i don't think the ship thing's right but i have a feeling that it's a no-fly zone obviously because of that issue that happened between the un and the martians but for what reason is it a no-fly zone i don't know okay 
I just blurted something out to be honest with you because that's all I had. Okay, no, 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 that's fair. Um, oh yeah, I cannot wait for uh this next uh, set of episodes. It's a really, really good one coming up, and. Well, yeah, that all bought cover up from us for that episode. So that was chapter chapters. That was episode seven to ten. And next time we will, and I got it right this time, we will be finishing off season two <laughs> with episodes eleven through thirteen. Here there be dragons, the monster and the rocket, and Calvin's war. Um, dragons. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't. I honestly can't wait. Um. Man. I can't wait for you to get through this show. There's so much I want to talk about. I know, and it, the best the best thing is gonna be is when we when we finish, and then I start to understand that like, oh man, some of these predictions were wonky. Ah, oh, you got you got no idea. Um, <laughs> yeah, but okay, so yeah, like I said, we'll be finishing out season two next time. Wait, does does week. does Amos oh, does Amos find a girlfriend finally? Um, we shall see. No spoilers. Um, but uh, next week for the book episode, we will be doing the as I had said last week, we will be doing the entirety of Miss Warren's history. Oof. So yeah, expanse episode again as always in two weeks. So and then after that, Stormlight. Um. So anyways, until next time, thank you, everyone. See you later.